Father, thank you for Christina. Thank you uh, that she and the whole team have been such a blessing to us and in the past and, the, and this time as well. And uh, we just open our honour taps to receive everything that she has and uh, the word that's on her heart. Just bless her. Holy Spirit, you can just uh, take her off piste, drop things into her heart as she goes along. Just <laughs> Let's just have that fresh manner. Uh, this evening, Lord, straight from the throne room, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, I think he is taking me off pace. So because I love him and I'm afraid to do what I want, I'm just going to give him a second. And my computer just went off. Somebody is talking to me. This is not, I didn't know I had internet connection here. <laughs> I do. Oh, dear. <laughs> It's Ralph, actually. (laughs) It's Kathy's husband talking to me. How funny. Okay, I'm good. No distractions now. I'm just going to wait one second or, or more. I think I might need another. Sorry. Well, I'll just share a unique story with you um, as I'm just waiting on the Lord because this was something that I knew I was supposed to share. And it's just kind of like a personal God testimony um, of something that he's doing in my life at the moment. Thank you so much. <laughs> try and put it up higher. This one doesn't stay up. Okay. It's fine. I, I can see, I think. Um. About three weeks ago, I was running, and as I was running, I was, um, it's my time to just pray and, and chat with God, and I just, I love to do that, and, and it helps me think clear. So I'm, I'm running along, and I'm listening to my worship music, and I prayed a very dangerous prayer. And I said, Father, break me, bend me, mold me, whatever it takes. And so I just, you know, said it, and, and I truly meant it in my heart, that that's the passion and the love that I have inside of me for him. And so I just carried on, and, and I got home, and about a couple hours later, I received a phone call from a dear friend of mine. And we were just, we were sharing back and forth of the different things that the Lord was doing in our lives, and, and what we believed God was asking us to do. And... Um, I made the mistake of sharing what I felt like the Lord was asking me to do because once I let it out, then I'm accountable for it. So for for since I was 36, the Lord has been asking me, Christina, when are you going to let your hair grow out natural? Meaning, let all my wisdom show. And so I said, well, Lord, can we just wait a few more years? You know, and, and it's okay. I'm not ready to be delivered from vanity. Um, and so, you know, I just carried on with the conversation with God. And, and I knew deep down I needed to be obedient. But I had an appointment the week after on Wednesday to color up the the wisdom. And, um, and so nobody needs to know how wise I am. I'm just saying. And so, um, and so I'm discussing this with my friend and, um, and she's like, and there was a couple other things that the Lord had asked me to do. One other thing the Lord had asked me to do and I was doing it until the evening. And then I kind of did what I wanted to do. 
just being real. I'm sure none of you in here do that, right? <sighs> so she says to me, she said, yeah, Christina, she said, partial obedience is no obedience at all. I went, <laughs> and I said, you're right. I know exactly what I have to do. So I told her about what the Lord had asked me to do about my hair, and I'm an all or nothing kind of gal. And and so I, I have this hairstylist that... Um, that she's fully booked, she's really good, and she's always booked. So to get in the day of is uncommon. And my husband had an appointment that morning. I was ready to take the razor and just shave the hair off. And he's like, please, Christina, please don't do that. He knows how radical I am. I'm all or nothing. Jump, jump in deep. Just go for it. God says it. I'm from top all the way down. And um, no questions asked. I just do it um, if I'm not hard-headed. And so, um, and so he's... Speaking to my friend Shelly, who's been doing my hair for 10 years, and he's like, don't cut her hair like this or like this or like this. Whatever you do, Shelly, and don't let her look like a boy. <laughs> and so I get there, and, and I, I speak with Shelly. She, she fits me in just like that. I sent her a text. I told her she, she was already prepared. She said, I'll see you at 2.30. So from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, my knees were weak week and I was like oh my gosh my you saw how long my hair was and my hair was kicking I was enjoying my hair she finally got the color down right I had my wisdom wasn't showing orange you know it was it was rocking it was turning out really good and so I know just over hair right I mean how silly can we be I'm just telling you the truth how vain I was and so not that coloring your hair is the bad thing but for me evidently it was um please don't deliver me from Starbucks God um so anyway, so I get there and she chops it off and I'm happy as happy can be. It was no big deal. I watched it all go to the floor, all my curls. My daughter came for entertainment. She's like, I'm coming with you, Mom. I want to watch this. If she had a video camera, she would have videotaped me. So she's just enjoying all my hair going to the floor. And I, and I was fine. I, I was okay with it. The next day, my little 13-year-old she looks at me, and she's as serious as all get out. And she had tears in her eyes. Bless her sweet little heart. Because all she ever knew was me with long, curly locks. And she said, oh, your personality is gone. And she began to cry. And and I just looked at her, and my heart just went, oh, it melted. And I'm like, my personality is still here, see? The hair just doesn't go with it anymore. And, um, and, and so then I went to the bathroom because I didn't realize how much it melted my heart. And then I looked in the mirror, and it wasn't the short hair. It was the wisdom that was coming through the short hair. And, and I looked at it, and tears started to come down my face. And it, what the test was, what's the pro, what the process I'm going to have to go through now. And so I started to cry, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do this, God. I just don't know. And all of a sudden, this is what changed my perspective. He said, I love it. And he just kept saying that over and over in my ear. I love it. Um, It's just an intimate moment between God and myself. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror, in my own eyes. And I can see him in the reflection of the mirror looking back at me. And he's saying, I love it. I can hear him so clear. And he just kept saying that over and over and over again. And he said, Christina, I'm using your life to love what I love. So if it means to have wisdom that's shown, 
at the age of 40, so be it. Because partial obedience is no obedience at all. So that's my little story. Perspective, huh? And actually, that's what I really want to share with you this evening. I almost said this morning. It's definitely not morning, is it? Um, hopefully, I don't lose some of my Bible pieces. Aren't you glad that you get my Bible, Jade? I know you're rocking the excitement. Um, let's see here. I just um, really felt like the Lord wanted to release a fresh perspective. Uh, there was a time in my life um, a few months ago. It was probably nearly six months ago when I was here in the summer. Did I tell you the story about the rain when I went running in the rain? Did I tell you that story? Wonderful. I shared my testimony last time I was here, right? Well, I was running, and, um, and the people we were staying with, I went outside the door, and she said, Christina, we're not in Florida anymore you're in england because i just hopped out the door a little drizzle you know a little drizzle's not a big deal in in florida and she said you might want this windbreaker and i was like well i don't need that do i and she said i recommend that you take it well they live near the sea and so i said okay that's where i was running i was running towards the sea and i had my my um headphones on and i wore the windbreaker it was about this big and it came down to here can you picture it? It was really two of me could fit in the windbreaker, maybe two and a half. And so I wore it. Everything was fine. I, got, I get down to the sea, and I turn to go to the left and because I knew that if I hit this flag, it was four miles to the flag and back to the house. Um, so I ran, and I kept running, and I didn't pay attention to the, the length or the time because the wind was pushing me. <laughs> And I thought to myself, I should probably turn around really soon. And so I finally turned around. When I turned around, it wasn't as easy as it was going. And I turned around, and not only was it hard to turn around and run against the, the wind, but the rain was actually cutting, piercing my skin. It, it, when it hit, it hurt. Um, I actually almost started crying because I, I was miserable. And I've ran 13 miles before, and I was miserable. Not only was the rain coming down and cutting my face. Remember the windbreaker? Yeah. The wind was blowing, catching me like a sail, and I'm running off of the off of the sidewalk onto the grass. And every time I got onto the sidewalk, it would throw me over here, and I, I'm like, Where's the camera? Hello? And and so I thought so then I saw all these houses over here and even though I was unfamiliar with the area that I was in, I thought, well surely my geographical sense isn't too too off. If I go down over here and I get behind these homes and I just run that same direction, surely I will end up near where I, I went and, and the homes will block me from this mad wind from the sea. And I won't be flying, you know, I was like a sailboat, human sailboat. And so um, I began to cross the street and the Lord said to me, where are you going? And I said, well, Lord, I'm going to just cross. I did. I had this conversation with God. I'm not kidding. I'm going to cross this street and I'm going to run behind these houses because in case you hadn't noticed, God, it's raining and it's windy. I haven't seen you let up on it yet, so I'm going to go this way. I start to cross the street, and God said, I don't want you to go that way. And I have my music blaring, the rain and the wind and all 
all of that. Can you picture it? Can you see it? And he said, I want you to go this way. I don't want you to take the detour. I want you to run against the wind. So that entire time, I probably had to run two miles against the wind. That entire time, the Lord just began to speak to me and over and over and over again. And he just began to say to me that even though it's hard, you can't take the detours. You have to have a fresh perspective and run in the direction that I tell you to run into, even if it's hard. Even if it throws you off the path, it's still the path that I've called you on because there's, there's a trophy, there's, there's a victory at the end of this run. I love to run. So there's, it's always a sense of accomplishment when you've, especially when I didn't, you know, I, I set out to run four miles that day and, um, and, and it was hard. And at the end, you know what? Because he spoke to me and I was just obedient. It's, it's, it's simple obedience. There's rewards with the Father in simple obedience. He, he begins to teach us something, and it's not just for the, that moment of teaching. It's for, it's for the path that he has us on. Do you know that that happened six months ago? And I still, to this day, reflect on that, that lesson that God taught me on that run. All we have to do is tune our ears. You know, when we get saved, there's this amazing relationship that we have with the Father. And He communicates and gives us this download constantly. And if we awaken our spirit to the voice of the Father and what what He's beginning to speak to us, it can transform the way we see things, the way we hear things, the way we speak things. Everything that we do, our perspective changes. God wants us to have an aerial view perspective. And he can change what seems to be unchangeable. Say that with me. He can change what seems to be unchangeable. Some of us in here are in circumstances that appear To be unchangeable. And God is releasing hope into your life right now because God is a God of change. He's the fresh bread. I keep telling this story over and over. And maybe just because I miss my husband and his fresh bread. But my husband makes fresh bread. And I think you said it this evening as well. You know, so many times we're trying to live off of the old manna. And it's great to reflect on those stories because it helps us in our journey ahead. But there's fresh bread. And when my husband makes fresh bread, it's tasty. He actually has to hold me back and discipline me when that bread gets out of the oven. Because he'll go, don't touch my bread. It's still baking. I'm very naughty. I sneak into the kitchen, and I he hears the drawer open. Christina, I kind of duck really quietly, and I pull that bread knife out. And I know he's getting up because I could hear him creaking on the couch. He's trying to stop me. I whip out the bread knife, and I cut that slice really fast, and I whip out the butter, and I put the butter on it, and I put it in my mouth, and I... And he said, I told you not to touch my bread. I know, honey, but it's so good. And we go, do you know we've been married 18 years and I still do it and we still have the same conversation every time. There's something precious about the fresh bread. You know, we, we were, um, I was just in Miami. We had a women's conference. And, you know, it's wonderful to hear people speak because it, it refreshes us. And, and, and um, we receive an impartation. But God wants us to eat 
his fresh bread. Jesus is the bread of life. And the only way we're going to have that fresh bread like like my husband bakes is to eat of the fresh bread every single day. Otherwise, if you save it for when you come into a meeting or into church service and that's the only food you get, you're eating regurgitated food. You're eating somebody else's fresh bread. It's not that you can't have those things, but God wants you to eat of your own fresh bread. Because when you eat of your own fresh bread and you connect with what God is doing community-wise, all of a sudden what you've been eating connects what they've been eating. And you have a feast. You're not trying to live off of something else. And when you do that, God gives you a fresh perspective because then the things that seem unchangeable, God can change and you can begin to declare and decree a thing that is that is not, that looks one way, but God says it's this way and you actually have the access to pull it down and, and, and watch God move in a situation. When we, when we don't do those things, you know what begins to happen? Fear controls us. And when fear controls us, when, when things go shaky, we try to help the situation out. When really all we need to do is step out, step out of the way and walk in God's peace and allow him to move in the way that he wants to move. Because you know what? It's not a surprise to God. Nothing is a surprise to the Lord. One day he said to me, Christina, do you trust me? And I said, yes, I, sh- I shared this with, with Heather earlier. And, and, he's, and I said, yes. And he said, Christina, do you trust me? And I, I said, yes. And he said, Christina, do you trust me? And I, yes. <laughs> and he said, Christina, do you trust me with your eyes closed? And my answer was, yes. Help me. If I'm weak in those areas. But yes. That means that if my eyes are closed, will you be me for a moment? Or actually just be you. If your eyes are closed, you have to trust that his hand is in your hand. And that he's going to lead you wherever he wants you to go. Thank you. You have to trust him. I was. We were on the plane this time. And it was probably the shakiest plane ride I've ever been on. And for a brief moment, fear gripped my heart um, because it really felt odd. The plane was lots of turbulence and the plane was shaky and and it started to go down. And um, bless Betsy, she was sleeping. I grabbed her hand. And And even though I was doing everything right, my flesh was going, "Ah." And and then I realized, why am I afraid? I mean, what does fear, what is fear going to do me in this situation? If the plane goes down, it's going down. Fear is not going to help this situation. So rather than being fearful, because I really did, I got sick. Fear causes you to feel sick inside. And I was like, there is nothing I can do about this. I submit myself to you, God. Please send your angels outside this plane and cause the turbulence to stop. And, um, but by the time we landed, the Lord began to speak to me about that plane ride. And I just, it's perspective. What I'm sharing with you is about perspective. It's the way we view things. And God wants us to view them the way he sees them. He just uses silly things in my life to drive it home for me. And I'm really grateful he does because it helps. Um, but he said, 
there's turbulence, but the plane is still going to land. Did you hear that? There's turbulence in our life, but the plane is still going to land because Jesus loves us. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but we were singing a song. He really loves us. Like, really loves us. Did you hear that? He really, really loves us. I really love my children, but I know that God must love me even more than my heart is capable of loving my own children. That's amazing. And the minute we get our eyes off of him and look at circumstances, it changes our perspective. Caleb, Caleb and, and, and Joshua were sent in, into this city with ten other people. And, and you know, they went in and, and God said, the land is flowing with milk and honey. I believe it's Joshua 9. Is that right? I think it's Joshua, Joshua 9. Um, I'm not sure. Um, it's somewhere there. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Um, in the beginning, close to the beginning. <laughs> no, I seriously do. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm, I'm naughty. So these guys, they go into the land, and, and God wants them to possess the land. God spoke to them. Now, hear this. God spoke a thing. God speaks to us all the time. Okay? He spoke to these people. He said, go into the land. They, they went in just as God said. They believed what God said until they saw the giants in the land. And fear gripped their whole being. Fear gripped them. But Caleb had a different spirit. Caleb was going after the big mountain. And Caleb said, no, but God said this. No, but God said this. Who cares about the giants? He believed in what God said. His perspective was not what was happening in front of him. He had an aerial view perspective. You know, when we fly, it's fun. Today we were hiking. Kind of. And, um, <laughs> and, um, it was fun. And, and, um, we, we stopped to watch this bird fly. And we thought that he was gonna go eat a mouse or something. And, but it looked like he was just really having fun. He had an aerial view perspective. And, and he was, maybe he was looking for his food. Maybe he wasn't. I think he was enjoying the flight. And, and it looked like, you know, he was kind of doing, Interesting things. And then he just went whoosh and disappeared. For a long time, he was just right over the area looking. And I thought, you know, that's really how God wants us to be. Last night, Kathy was talking about how Jesus was finger painting. And, and that he, he's, you know, the creator of fun. He is the creator of fun. And, and even in the midst of hardship, God wants us to have fun. Joy is our strength. I had a vision the other day. I was sound asleep, and I woke up to this vision of Jesus laughing. And it's and 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 I thought that's perspective right there, knowing that God laughs in the face of the enemy. God was laughing at the face of the giants. 
those giants were, were nothing but ants to him. So God wants us to have an area view perspective so that, so that we can possess the land. What is it that God has put inside your heart? If you had no fear, where would your passion take you? My passion has taken me to this land. And it keeps taking me here. I can't get away from it even when I'm at home. If you had no fear, where would your passion take you? Caleb had a different spirit. He was going after the big mountain. It didn't matter what he saw. And he was persistent and he was passionate about what he believed God spoke. See, when God says it, we have to believe it. These people, what happened was God said it, but they got distracted by what they saw. Caleb had a different spirit. God's desire is for us to also possess a different spirit in order to be pleasing to him. And sometimes it goes against the popular vote. But when we know that the lover of our life is possessing this land, And there are promises and dreams that he has for each one of you. He has a dream for you. Kathy was reading something the other day, and I loved that bit that she shared. I don't remember everything, but I remember this part, that God has a dream for you. He has a dream for you. Isn't that beautiful? Like, God has a dream for me. And the world is, is big enough for God's dreams for us to be fulfilled. And the last thing the enemy wants to happen in your life or my life or anybody's life is, is, is for that dream to be fulfilled. Because what it's, it's about expanding the kingdom. God was expanding the kingdom through this promised land. There is a promised land for you to possess and only you can possess it. I just want to read this one little thing also. Kathy has been reading to me a lot lately. And this one I wrote down because I'm, I'm really, um, God has just given me this warrior heart. <laughs> and there's not very many things that I fear. And, and I, I recognize fear as something that debilitates a person. It, it grips you and it, and it stops you from actually hearing God's perfect heart. And, um, and the Lord, I, if you have fear, don't walk out of here. We want to see you totally set free. I am so confident that you will not walk out of here with fear anymore. God is going to do that tonight. Remember how she was saying we have access to what is declared? I believe that. I, when God gives victory in a person's life, you have access to that victory for yourself. I believe it across the board with anything. When I watch somebody share stuff and I, I watch them do stuff, I, I tell Jesus, I want that. <laughs> and he says, okay, 
I'm just like a little kid in a candy store. Everything that I see that he does, if I want it, I ask for it, which is usually just about everything. So I have lots of candy. Fear brings distrust. Whenever we open the door to fear, we allow a spirit of control to enter. When the ten spies allowed fear to come in, they wanted to control the situation by saying, we can't go there. We don't think that it's a good idea. In other words, God, you've made a mistake. We're sorry about that, Lord. Have you seen the giants in the land? They're pretty big. Um, and we're really small. Whatever you control becomes stagnant. There is fresh water bubbling forth. Fresh water. When we don't trust God, we do things our way. We try to control what he has given us. Control will extinguish the move of God. Fear and control destroy the work of God. God does not want us to have any fear because all of those things will, if if you're not um, moving in control by controlling situations, it will control you, meaning it will make you feel like this. I don't know about you, but I just want to run. I just want to, I just want to move. I just want to, I just want to go for it. And it doesn't matter if I get slapped in the face. Here's my other cheek. It doesn't matter because there's something to be possessed in the kingdom of God. And my heart is to see the kingdom invade earth. My heart is to see the kingdom of God expand beyond, 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 beyond. My heart is to see people grab a hold of what God has spoken over their life and move forward and have the biggest wings ever. Because that's what Jesus did for me. So if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. So what seems unchangeable, God wants you to have a fresh perspective. And what will keep your perspective fresh is being a lover of God's word. This was my saving grace. My time with Jesus every day. Some of you heard my testimony last time I was here. It's the very thing that changed my heart. Jesus melted my heart. And when he melted my heart, he had it forever. And all I want is more. When I said to the Lord three weeks ago, bend me, break me, mold me. It's a dangerous prayer to pray. And I believe that we are in this season exactly that when we ask God to do something, he does it. Just like that. Just like they were sharing about the different testimonies. And, and they said, okay, right, I'm going to make this decision. Caleb made a decision to believe what God said. And they said, right, I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to, to say with my mouth because there's power. In our tongue, in the things that we say and declare, we believe those things. My son was blind, deaf, and a vegetable. Every day I said, Micah, you're going to see me, you're going to know me, you're going to call me mama. He's not blind, he's not deaf, and he's not a vegetable, and he calls me mama, and he's 19. And I still believe that what God started, God will finish. You see, God has a purpose, a plan, and a vision, and a dream solely for you. 
I believe that for Micah. I believe that one day Micah is going to be preaching in front of thousands and thousands of people. I believe it. I believe it because I saw it. God showed it to me. So I say it. And when we say it, it gives it, gives it life. I, I, as I said that, I, I just saw this surfer on a wind sail, you know, wind, wind surfing. And, and, and the words of God being spoken in that, that wind surfer just going. God has a heart for you. He has a dream. For you that only you could fulfill. Yes, say it again. There's a windsurfer in here, and that's to encourage them. Were they sitting over here? I, I just feel the sweet wind of the Lord coming in right now. And I saw it. It's, it's starting right here. And this is what I see him doing. You know, there, there's this beautiful image. Isaiah saw the Lord lifted high and the train of his rope filled the temple. Back in the day, did I share this story already? Back in the day when kings went into battle and, and to get their plunder, what they would do was they would cut off the end of the the prior king's robe. And the longer the train, the more battles they won. Now hear this. The train of his robe fills this temple. The train of his robe fills this temple. Every battle he's already won. Every battle. I believe that. Every battle. There's a wind coming in right here. And I see it blowing across this room. And whatever you felt that was a hopeless situation, God is going to breathe the breath of hope right into that situation. And he's going to give you a fresh perspective. He's going to give you an aerial view perspective. And all we have to do is extend and believe and grab a hold of it just like those testimonies. I'm just waiting. It's really interesting. It's like a tsunami wave. Do you ever see the North Shore? We used to sit and watch the surfers on the North Shore back in the day when I was much younger and lived in Hawaii. And the waves were massive. And I see this giant, giant wave just waiting. It's getting ready to be released. It's really bizarre because you're on the edge of it. It's like it's just... Like he's parted the waters, you know. (laughs) It just sits back and it's waiting to be released. Just begin to connect with the Father.
begin to connect with the Father. If you um, struggle with fear, I just, um, if you're bold enough to just stand, I just see the Holy Spirit just touching you. You don't have to stand. He can touch you sitting. There is no pressure. But if that's you, I believe sometimes... God wants us to be active in things. So if that's you, or you want prayer, personal prayer, we can come forward. But I really believe the Lord wants to give you a confidence like you've never had before in Him. just going to wait patiently. This is the first step by you standing up. You're overcoming fear. I believe that the Lord is going to break every chain from fear of man. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would break every chain. Fear of man. And Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that what you would do is that you would give them a holy confidence. And that the only thing that they would fear is you. I ask, Father, that you would infuse them with passion.
on some of you, I see the back side of your backs, and I see um, that it's as though you've um, arrows have been they've hit you on the back side. And I see the Lord walking around and removing every one of those hits off your backside. And I see the hand of the Lord um, taking his hand, and I see him beginning to, um, it's as though he's just taking his whole hand and putting it right into those wounds. And I see him as he puts his hand right into those wounds. I see the hand, I see those wounds being totally sealed up, never ever to be, no, no pain coming from them ever again. That the thought of these, of these, um, it's just not going to be any more, any part of your thought process anymore. I see the Lord just supernaturally erasing. I just want to encourage you to take a deep breath in the presence of the Lord. Just take a deep breath. Father, I ask that you would release your peace, your shalom peace, your peace that surpasses all understanding over each individual that is standing up. I ask that you would release just a a fresh perspective. Father, I ask that when they look in the mirrors, Lord, that they would see you looking right back at them. In Jesus' name, amen. That's yours. I just want to encourage you, look out, friends. They're not going to know what to do with you now. When it comes to the things of the Lord, there's no stopping me. I won't jump out of a plane, but when it comes to the things of the Lord, there's no stopping me. None. When it comes to the things that God has called you to, there will be no stopping you. Do you guys have anything you'd like to share? No? Okay. Release it over to you. Stina, Christina, it's just to add to that um, vision that the Lord was just releasing about what He's doing. You know, she said about the arrows in the back. Uh, I just felt like the Lord was saying that those are words that other people have spoken into our situations that do not come from a heavenly perspective, but an earthly perspective. And in a moment of weakness, we've believed those 
words. They seem very true and real. However, he's wanting to completely remove those out of penetrating who we are and to renew hope in every aspect of our lives by giving us his heavenly, hopeful word into that situation. And so I just want to add my faith to Christina's that what the Holy Spirit is doing for each of you who stood up is not only going to remove from you as you relinquish and say, well, that might sound true, but I'm going to believe a higher truth that is coming from heaven now. I just want to add my faith to say the Holy Spirit's carrying to each one of you a word of hope now, which comes from heaven, which is the truth in your situation. Every area of our lives, Lord, that is not infused with your word of hope, we bring to you now and say, forgive us. Where we fall short of the truth, pluck out those words from our lives and instead give us a heavenly perspective. And what God says always has hope in it. If we've been believing anything that just causes us to think it's over, (laughs) then it is less than his word because he's the God of hope and everything he says and does is hopeful. So how about we just bless the person to our left and all right right now to receive God's word of hope into your personal circumstances it's coming down right now you're going to get a thought a hopeful thought a little saying a little sentence a verse something that calls your immovable circumstances temporary and subject to change. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord. We laugh at the lies of the enemy. <laughs> you can laugh at them. Laugh at them. That's the best thing to do with them. Laugh at them. And as we start to laugh, just actually laugh. Go on, laugh. Laugh. Those things get plucked out, get plucked out of our backs. <laughs> because they're not the truth. We laugh them off. And your hopeful words are coming down. And if you hear a word, you sense a verse, speak it out right now. Just speak it out. Declare it. This is the moment to say, I'm going to recover. This situation's going to change. It's not over. It's not over. This is not the last chapter. Whatever it is the Lord's giving you, whatever it is, Thank you. You make all things new. You make all things new. Amen.
there's um, the Lord gave me an acronym for for hope, and um, it's heavens, oxygen, propelling, eternity. Heavens, oxygen, propelling, eternity, hope. Um, I'm just going to take a risk. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K, and I'm okay if I'm wrong. Um, but I, I'm getting, um, it feels like I'm kind of getting a lump in my breast. It's the left one. This is my left, right? Left side. Is, that, is there anybody here that is having a situation, female situation? Okay. I threw myself out there. All right. And if yes, if you if you don't want to do it publicly, by all means, just come to me afterwards. That's okay as well. Um, we can even just ask the Lord to touch <laughs> that area of your body right now in the name of Jesus. If it's it was just a very odd sensation that happened to me just now. So usually the Lord will do very strange things. Just to let me know that he wants to release prayer. Healing. Okay. I don't know what you would like to do next. Okay. Music and prayer. All right. Come forward. <laughs> 